In the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey in Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Week 14 of the National Football League season, December 10th, 2017. Good morning, Mr. Morrow. Good morning. Um, crunch time. Um, let's talk about Thursday night, Atlanta uh, holding on through some bad uh, coaching uh, and some bad uh, mental mistakes by New Orleans and Sean Payton specifically to beat the Saints 20-17. to um, I have a feeling that uh, that may, may go down as one of the more pivotal games of the year and one of the more piv- pivotal end-of-game sequences of the year, but also... That this is as gut checky a time as, as as the Saints have had in a long time, going forward. Yeah, well, after uh, what three straight seasons of being seven and nine, you know they're they're in the thick of things in a in a very good South division there with uh, a very interesting three team race. Big one for the Falcons because as it's been explained to me, if I understand it correctly, the Falcons are the team in that division that controlled their own destiny. Yes, they went out. They're in. So that was a huge win for them, especially after losing a couple of days earlier at home. And just the way they won, because it's rare to see Drew Brees uh, make a blunder like that in a big spot. You rarely see that. And the throw to the end zone on the interception was a terrible one and a big mistake when they're already in field goal range. So big win for the Falcons. And, and that will be a fun race here over the final few weeks to see what happens there in the South Division. Let's uh, get rid of the Jets first. Don't you like that? I do like that choice of uh, wording, yes. Okay. Um, they're going to play uh, Baltimore today. and um, I'm sorry, Denver. <coughs> Excuse me. I bring up Baltimore. Excuse me. <coughs> because they're one of the two teams currently in, in a playoff spot, the Jags being the others. The teams ahead of the Jets are San Diego, Buffalo, Oakland, um, they're all at six and six. The Jets are at five and seven, and basically, if they lose today, we can say goodbye to them. I'm not. Look, I don't know what makes it in this conference. Um, I, I know in the NFC, ten wins may not make it. Um, but you look over here. I think the Jets are one win away, as one loss away from from basically being able to say sayonara to them, especially because I don't see the Jags losing. Uh, three games, uh, more games, more than three games, sorry, the rest of the way. Um, so, excuse me, it'll be up to Josh McCown and the, and the boys stay on the road in the Mile High City of Denver, um, and it'll be Josh McCown the rest of the way as Todd Bowles continues to compete for his job. But basically the Jets uh, could not make proper, uh, or sorry, were able to make the proper plays last week against Kansas City in a sequence, Luke, where, as you saw, Kansas City basically just self-destructed. It was all those problems several weeks ago when they couldn't beat anybody um, and had those three losses and then the Carolina game where they made bad decisions towards the end and couldn't stop the, the Panther offense. But this may be the last week we talk about the Jets. So is there anything you'd like to say in your eulogy and in, in, in your, in, in your goodbye to the Jets for this year? Well, they certainly were a lot more interesting than, than most people thought. I had them at about four or five wins. Right now they're at five. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens today. They, they're not nearly as good on the road, and Denver's a tough place to go. But uh, the Broncos have just been a mess, and Vance Joseph may be this year's uh, one-and-done head coach with the way things are going in Denver. So um, He is the AFC yeah, version of Ben McAdoo. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Except uh, they haven't tried to replace without, their quarterback eighty-six times, who's a legend. With, without the one, the one good year that, that McAdoo at least had. Yes. Uh, the Jets on paper sh- should win this game. My only concern is, like I said, they're a different team on the road, and then going into Denver, who knows? But we'll see if we're talking about the Jets next week. A loss uh, should eliminate them from the playoff race. All right, Luke, go ahead, do the intro, go. <laughs> Oh, are you talking about the number one seed in the, NF, uh, in the NFC and their game against the, the Panthers? Uh, of, of course I am, Luke. Oh. And, and you realize that you get Jim Nance and Tony Romo on your game. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, Cross-flex alert. First time Romo's doing a Vikings game, so so that'll be uh, intriguing. Um, you know, I've listened to plenty of him, but it's always different when they when they do your own team. So, yes. Uh, uh, we'll see how that goes, and we'll see how the game goes. It's going to be cold in North Carolina today, uh, in the 30s, supposed to be for this matchup, and a huge matchup for both these teams. The Vikings wanted to stay in the number one seed. The Panthers, of course, wanting to stay right there at the, the, the top of the pile for the uh, NFC South. And, um, what, you know, what I like of the matchup, I think the Vikings are certainly the better team on paper than the Panthers. Uh, they're the road team. The Panthers are the more desperate team. But uh, I'm just not sure where the points will come from for Carolina today against uh, the second-best-rated defense uh, in the league statistically because for the Panthers, um, you know, Cam Newton and McCaffrey are, have been their two biggest weapons. And for the Vikings defensively, they've allowed the fewest rushing yards to quarterbacks this year, and they've allowed uh, some of the fewest receiving yards to running backs this year. And those are really what seem to be the two biggest weapons um, for the Panthers. Additionally, Cam Newton, in his two starts against Mike Zimmer, four interceptions, 23 total points, and 12 sacks in the two starts. Uh, he's looked terrible against this Vikings defense. Looks confused against that double-A gap look that Zimmer likes to do defensively. So, um, you know, the Panthers' defense is good. It may be tough for Case Keenum today. But on the flip side, I just don't see how Cam Newton and the offense will be able to put up a whole lot of points this afternoon. They're trending upward, though. I mean, that's the thing. Um, and and similar to Philly, you wonder if the bubble's about to burst for the Vikings. Uh, this is a Panther, vet, a veteran Panther team, although they've obviously traded away a couple pieces, but they're a, a veteran team versus a Viking team. It's a very upstart team that hasn't been here before with a quarterback who's unproven uh, when it comes to crunch time. Yeah, and that's the thing, especially as a Vikings fan, like I touched on last week, we were always waiting for the other shoe to drop. I mean, they've won eight in a row, and so yeah. almost, you know, the laws of averages are telling you, I mean, at some point, you imagine a loss is going to come, it's tough to go on a 12-game winning streak to end the season and then run through the playoffs as well. Eventually, they may have a bad day and just lose, and that may be today on the road against a good Panthers team, and statistically, when a team plays three straight road games, like the Vikings are completing today, this is their third straight road game, it's the third game that they lose more often than the first or second, which I'm sure is, um, as you would guess, you know, that would be as expected. But So maybe that's, maybe today comes a slip-up for the Vikings who are playing on the road for the third straight week and uh, uh, playing a, another good opponent on the road here consecutively. In a game that uh, surprisingly a uh, few people are going to see, but that's just the way that the schedule worked out. Seattle faces Jacksonville. Seattle, just a different team home and away. We saw that last week with Philly and how tough Russell Wilson is in that place at night when it's loud. They face Jacksonville, who, as you and I keep talking about, would be a different team if they had Blake, uh, somebody else other than Blake, Blake Bortles. They don't. 
So it's Blake Bortles versus Russell Wilson, 8-4 and four versus 8-4. and four. Really intriguing game. Both teams trying to solidify playoff positions. And for my money, Luke, I think this is a Jacksonville win. I think they surprised Seattle, and I think it's through running the ball and turnovers. A couple opportunistic defensive turnovers, maybe return for touchdowns. Jacksonville wins this game by about 8 or 9. Interesting. Uh, I've been on the Jacksonville bandwagon the last couple of years. I have a, a good friend who's a Titans fan. He's sick. Of, he was sick of hearing me talk about them the last couple of years, expecting them to be good. And, and this year they finally done it. But you know, I don't know if I can. With that said, I don't know if I can pick them today at, at home against Seattle. Uh, as you touched on with the quarterback situation, I think they're a good quarterback away. If they had a legit quarterback that you could trust to win a game, I think people will be talking about the Jaguars being able to knock off the Patriots in the playoffs. I mean, this could, could be a team that represents the AFC if they just had a trustworthy quarterback. I think that's how good this, this roster is. The problem with Bortles is outside of his games against uh, the Colts, you know, he's been very pedestrian. So uh, the Jaguars' recipe is simple. They like to run the ball, like the defense, do as, require as uh, little as necessary from Bortles. Um, and the Seahawks obviously aren't the same Seahawks, but... You know, similar to what you were mentioning about the Vikings not being there, I mean, the Jaguars are the same thing. This is this is uh, their first year in the situation in a long time. A lot of young talent on the team, and the Seahawks are the Seahawks. I mean, you know, they win the big games every year, it seems. And this is a huge one for them, even on their own. So I think the Jaguars are a better team, especially where Seattle is right now. But the way Russell Wilson's playing right now, and it continued last week, I mean, he's got my vote for the MVP right now, and I, I think he's got my vote for... Uh, the win today in Jacksonville just because I'll take him over Bortles. He's doing it single-handedly with not much help. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. I, that's why he should be the most valuable player because that's exactly what he is. Uh, he's getting essentially zero help, specifically on the offensive side, and uh, what he's doing by himself to keep this team afloat is uh, tremendous. Um, let's see. Next up we have Philly. And Los Angeles, two surprising teams, 10-2 and two versus 9-3. and three. Philly trying to get that uh, bounce-back win after losing um, to Seattle last Sunday night, as we said. And for my money, Luke, I think this is a Philly win. I think it's in dominant fashion. I think we're going to see some of the, uh, some of the uh, cars on the Los Angeles train come unbuckled. I really think this is a bounce-back game for Carson Wentz. I think Jay Ajayi, there's more of a running attack in this game than people will expect, even though it's good weather, Southern California. And I think Philly wins this game comfortably. Interesting. I, you know, I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, the Eagles stayed out there after playing in Seattle, so you don't have to worry about the travel and all that stuff. They're used to the time zone. They're used to the area of the weather, all that sort of thing, practicing all week. Uh, in Anaheim, I think it was, and now playing today against the Rams. So, uh, But I think this is kind of the part, or it started last week, where the Eagles kind of get exposed a little bit. Uh, they're 1-2 and two against teams with winning records this year, and they only have one win against a team over 500 out of their 10 victories. They've beat up on a lot of bad teams. They actually have the worst uh, strength of schedule in the league. And after going into Seattle last week and losing, now you have to go to L.A. and take on a very good Rams team, and I just don't think the Eagles... Uh, we'll get it done. I, I don't, you know, the cliche is you are what your record says you are, but I, I think the record's a little misleading. I don't think the Eagles are as good as uh, the record suggests or the way they, they were playing early on in the year. And I think this is another loss for them. And now st- things will begin to snowball a little bit for the Eagles here coming down the home stretch. I think Goff outplays Wentz. Uh, I think Goff may actually be uh, the, the better quarterback uh, long term 
I think that will show today. Mm. Uh, by the way, for the Vikings, their center is out today. Pat, uh, uh, Pat, I can't pronounce his last name. Elf Line, is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got it. And Mike Remmers is out as well. Yeah, so those That's are the Tracy ones Wilson. For the Vikings to be down two linemen, especially with Elf Line. You never hear it from an offensive lineman, but the way he's playing, it, it, would, it should put him in the running for uh, a rookie of the year. And the Panthers are very stout in the middle, so that's going to be tough. Um, up uh, against those defensive tackles now as a backup center. That's a big loss. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Pittsburgh wins the game. My question for you, Luke, is how many ejections? <laughs> well, if it's anything like uh, Monday night, you know, things could turn ugly again uh, between these two uh, North Division teams. Yes, um, the, the whole North Division is just intense, and they love to fight. Yeah, and that was Roethlisberger's explanation after the game when asked about you know the hits and the some of the dirty plays and the injuries and everything, and, and that uh, received some criticism where he said, well, that's just AFC North football. Um, you know, this is just what happens. These are like the teams expect to go out there and just hit each other, play hard, maybe a little bit dirty as well. Um, and so I think the Ravens will keep it close because the rivalry and their defense is good enough and the Steelers have a way to play down to their competition, but I think Pittsburgh will pull it out in what will be a, maybe a similar game to what we just saw Monday. Um. All right, a couple things here um, before we get to our game picks. And I've purposely done the show this way because of it. Number one, do the Red Sox have any chance next year after this, the, the Yankees trade for Stanton? <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring this up. Yeah, yes. Of course, they still have a chance. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, yeah, un, until when? May 15th? Hey, we'll see how things play out. No, and, and, and in all seriousness, look, that, that middle of the order has to stay healthy for the Yankees. And keep in mind, this trade now means that Gary Sanchez stays a catcher for a while. And we saw what happened last year with the pass balls. He has to, to take a step up and hope that it doesn't hurt his offense. Look for the Yankees not to go after a starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, uh, do you think the Packers will beat the Browns, and thus do you think we'll see Aaron Rodgers next next week? And, and and what do you think, as somebody who follows the North so closely, what do you think this means for the Packers? They they do need a lot of help. Yeah, I'm concerned. As a Vikings fan, I'm always concerned about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers just because of what the Packers have done to us over the years. You can never count them out, especially Rodgers. He's the best quarterback in the league. Uh, I, I, they should win today, so I think they will. There's a lot of people I see picking the Browns. I honestly wouldn't be surprised, surprised if the Browns do pull it off today. Um, but I do expect the Packers to win, and then Rodgers comes back, and things get interesting. they got the Panthers, then they got the Vikings afterwards, and then I think it's the, Bear, or, uh, no, then the Lions. So three pretty good teams. But um, if Rodgers comes back next week, I would not be surprised if the Packers are on the table, sneak in, and then the Vikings may have to worry about them in the playoffs. It's my, my, my nightmare right now. I can confirm the uh, they do face the Lions Week 17, and we know what Aaron Rodgers has done at the end of those games recently. Is that your survivor game of, of the day? No, I'm going to go, oh, man, actually, I, yeah, I, I can't, I'm not confident enough to take the Packers. Uh, <laughs> I'll say, jeez, uh, now that I'm looking at the slate of games, maybe, uh, you know, I'm going to say Colts against Peterman and the Bills. Colts aren't losing. All right, you, you, you have no faith in Nathan Peterman. No, none. Okay. In the snow and wind today. That, yes, that, that, that is true. It is nasty in Buffalo. They were hiring snow shovelers yesterday. $11 an hour. Would you have shoveled? Uh, no, I don't think so. $11 an hour. That's, that's a good amount. 
as long as I don't have somebody looking over my shoulder, because I'd be moving very slowly with that shovel. Okay. Uh, your your game of the day. Oh, oh, sorry. My survivor game. Hold on, Luke. Is the Packers over Cleveland? Sorry. Uh, uh, go ahead now. Uh, I'll say Eagles Rams game of the day. Me too. Your sleeper game. <laughs> Excuse me. Sleeper game. Sleeper game. I'll say. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'll say sleeper game just because of my intrigue level in the Cowboys Giants. Cowboys need a win. See if Giants. So the Giants can rally after everything that's gone on the last two weeks. It's been a lot. Uh, Raiders Chiefs. Raiders holding on for dear life. As are the Chiefs. Yeah, both those teams. Yeah, both those teams. Um, and uh, you, um, your player to watch. Uh, I always forget to think about this. I'm going to say, you know, I'll go Blake Bortles. Big spot at home against the Seahawks. Make a play and prove that you belong. Giants fans, what is this atmosphere going to be like in MetLife Stadium? It'll be interesting. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, unless you have an upset special that you want to drop on us. Uh, I like the Niners uh, at Houston. I like the Bears in Cincinnati. Okay, two for you, none for me. There we go. Uh, that's a that's a a a John Carlos Stanton fueled Sunday sprint. Oh boy, I can't wait to hear about this some more. Uh, I, uh, all right, hold on. Just and this is non Sunday sprint related. Do you want MLB to look into if there was collusion between Jeter and the Mar and and the Yankees? I mean, you can look into it, but I, I don't think there is. They had a deal agreed upon with two other teams, and Stanton shot it down with his no-trade clause. Uh, from what I've been reading, Jeter doesn't want to help, have to help the Yankees either. Um, so I look into it just to make sure, but, uh, you know, I'm not one of those conspiracy theorists um, all upset with Jeter today. Uh, you know, that's just the way it worked out. Thank you, Luke. My pleasure.